What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain and dad, Garrett Morlang. And here in the virtual studio with me is the one, the only, J.J. Purdom. What's happening, Garrett? And what's happening to all you, my fans? Not Garrett, not Garrett's fans, but my fans, the J.J. fans. Right, the JJ right. heads. I think we're. St- I think we're calling them the JJ heads. <laughs> the JJ nope. heads. Uh, I don't know. If no, a, I don't know if it's a thing. It's no, probably I don't not think, a thing. Don't think it is. But um, I mean, our JJites. 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 The channel points on our Twitch stream are technically called JJs. People collect little JJs in order to, you know, do cool things on on the stream. Not they're, usually while we're doing also, a show. But, you know, they're also I'm, tradable. They're tradable <laughs> and they're way more collectible than Pokemon cards. Uh, Let not me true. tell you. Not true. Not true. False. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, well, how's it going? It's been been a couple weeks. I'm going to be straight up with you. It's feel like it's been a, it feels like to me it's been like a month since we've recorded a podcast, but it's only been a couple weeks. <laughs> well, I think the only reason you're saying that it's felt like a month is because when I talked to you earlier today, we're recording a course on Monday. We're going out live on Twitch right now. Um, but I think that you said you felt like, man, this weekend just dragged by. It felt like it was a four day weekend. Yeah, why do, why do my weekends never feel like a four day weekend, G Money? I always feel like I'm cursed with like one, one and a half days off. And that's about it. So you probably uh, just had a super long weekend, and that's why it feels like it's so much longer. Uh, yeah. It was only two weeks, technically, um, literally, only two weeks since I last <laughs> got to record a show with you. But it, it has been a really long two weeks, and, and to be honest, I've missed you, buddy. I really missed you. I don't believe you. I don't believe I you. I really, I wasn't serious. That wasn't even serious for a second. No, I, <laughs> I didn't miss you. I saw you I at work, so it's not like I've. Oh no, that's right. You don't actually go to work anymore. But okay. No, no, I don't. No. Never. Um, boy, I got you good though last week. I felt good about that. The one time I did see you last week, I got you good. I got uh, you real good. Remember? You're talking about the, the thing where you were where you were in the lingerie when I walked into the office and you had that banana sho- uh, <laughs> no. where you had the banana shoved right into that orifice that you were talking about. Yeah, you did. Oh, I was so shocked by no, that, Garrett. No, no. I can and how you got the whole thing. And I mean no, technically okay. it's a okay. plantain, not technically a banana. I don't really know the difference, except for one is a lot larger. There's, but you, I'm sorry, but you were you were saying about how you shocked me with you know, nothing shocks me, Garrett. I've seen things, man. I've been through wars. I didn't say shocked. That wasn't the word I used. I said uh, I got you. I got you last week. Oh, I got okay. you good. How did got you? How good. did you get? Oh, you know what? You did get me. I do recall <laughs> this now. There. Okay, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If, if I can be so bold as to share this story, because I, the truth teller, I'm able to lay this out in a completely real way. Whereas you tend to, you tend to put garnish on things. You tend to make them a little larger than they really are. These stories that you tell. Right. Um, I I was recently told through the hiring of a new employee uh, that I was going to be gifted. Uh, an Xbox Series S uh, from Headhunter bonus, basically. Yes, yes. So I I, uh, and I would gleefully take said Series S. And so I jumped the gun and told Garrett, hey, get ready, man, because pretty soon you're going to have to order me a Series S uh, from the Xbox. And uh, so, of course, Garrett kvetched and threw a big fit. And it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. 
And so yeah, Eric, he already got he already got a PS5 out of getting one person hired. Now he's getting a freaking other next gen console. I was like, come on, dude, share the wealth. At least get me so, hook me up with something. <laughs> so from my vantage point, the very best part of it was that um, you called me and you go, "Oh, dude, I got something so great to tell you, so great." And I was like, "Dude, I'm right out front. Are you in there? Let me. I'll just come in." And you're like, "Oh, that's going to be even better." That's going to be even better. And I, and so me, I'm thinking like, oh, you've got this great story about an idiot customer or, you know, how or you stood up to somebody. But no, it was an idiot employee. And so to which I, I literally ran in and closed the door feeling like you were going to share some incredible gossip or juicy story. And I closed the door and gleefully had this big smile while you giggled. And then from there, the giggling Garrett uh, shared what exactly? So you sat down and when you finally calmed down enough for me to speak, I was like, okay, this is going to be so good. You're going to really enjoy this. And you were just on the edge of your seat. It was so great. I was like, I called you in here to tell you that I literally on purpose didn't order an Xbox Series S for you. I put one in the cart because I have notifications on my phone. I know when they all go live, when there's one on sale. I was like, there was, I haven't seen one like, in stock anywhere for months. One just went for stock. Months. Literally like for- 10 minutes after you told me to keep an eye out for one, I saw one and I was I, even in the process. I'm like, you know what? Fine, I'll just pick it up. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't heard the word from John, our boss. And I was like, you know what? And screw JJ. He's already got the PS5. He doesn't need the Xbox. I literally just like deleted out of my cart, put down my phone and just chuckled to myself. Guys, it's like I could have had... Tomorrow, it, it was. I think it was. I think it was Amazon. So it would have been next day, like free shipping. You could have had an Xbox tomorrow. The nope. Yes. I was I just could. like, no, nope, screw JJ. I'm not ordering it until I hear the orders from the boss. <laughs> and JJ and, is just like, oh. Uh, yeah. No. You know what? I took so much pride out of you doing that because the Garrett that I met, what four and a half, five years ago when you came to work at, at the company and we became the best of friends, amigos, compadres. Um, yeah, you would have never done that kind of thing, that sneaky, underhanded, snake oil, disgusting maneuver towards your good friend. But the fact that you've grown and matured so much to the point where you care about nobody but yourself and about the humor that you were going to get out of this, you were going to get a big laugh out of being able to tell me how you screwed me. You literally screwed me, Garrett. You had the Series S oh, in the cart, and you chucked it, and literally a moment later, <laughs> they were out of stock. Oh, and yeah, so, seconds later, they're out of stock. And I was like, see, JJ, that's how quick your hopes and dreams can disappear. <laughs> and, and and what was my reaction? Did I flip out or was I laughing hysterically? Oh, you were super laughing proud hysterically. You. you were so happy because it's not that just that I did it. It's that I also called you and was going to rub it in your face. <laughs> but, you, no, but even worse, you called me. And when I said, oh, I'm here. And you said, Oh, it'll be even better. Even and better. so you're Come like, on in. like, like you need <laughs> to see right to my reaction, face. like yeah. press fall in face as you, as you rip this out of my, out of my uh, hands. <laughs> that was an amazing moment, Garrett. And it's, it that was good. the moment that I knew you finally were a man. Not the fact good. that you sired two children. Well, one for sure. The other one, the test haven't come back yet, but that's not what made me think you were a man. You doing what you did to me with that <laughs> at series S you finally achieved adulthood, man. I'm very proud of you, Gary. Oh, man. Very, very proud. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you. I feel, I felt real good about that. I was real proud about that. So I'm glad I could, uh, get you and I hope I can, uh, get you one last time before you move to Nebraska. Yes. Um, and that's, which, that's been a whirling dervish the last couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people apparently thought I was from Nebraska already. I don't know how they came up with that. Uh, but you know what? It's I'm excited. I cannot wait to get out there and get a piece of the good life. Right now, they are experiencing some crazy snow. And the realtor made sure to tell me, hey, just so you know, this is not typical of how things are out here. You know, And so I'm like that. Uh, you're not going to scare me away with a little bit of weather. As long as you don't tell me that everybody out there is vegan and they don't they don't uh, approve of people who eat meat. And she said, my good man, we raise a lot of cattle here. And I said, all the better. Can't wait to get there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I was uh, I've been holding out. You know, you and Zetch had your big announcements two weeks ago. You talk about Nebraska. You talked about his 17th kid. Um, yes. But uh, I, I wanted the spotlight all to myself. So I waited two weeks. But uh, I heard he said something. Is this about your transition? We are really proud of you here because in 2021, you're being authentic. I uh, I I already announced this on 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 Boba's stream. Without it was one of those things where I mentioned it. I was playing Apex Legends with him, and I'm like, oh, that's the first time I said that in public. I guess I should. I didn't realize I I totally forgot I didn't say anything on the show last time. But um, no, we uh, I am actually moving to San Diego in the next few months. So yeah, we all got some big news and I just want to see it on this episode all by myself without any other big news from anyone else. Cause I'm selfish and just, you know, wanted, I wanted love all it. the spotlight I, to myself. You uh, know what? <laughs> I, I love it. And the fact that you share with me off the, off the air, that the only reason you're moving there is because I made my, I made my declaration that I'm moving. And so you yeah. figure there's no other reason for out. you to stay down here. And so, man, I just appreciate it. And I love you too, Garrett. I just yeah. want you to know. Yeah. And with all that to say, we're not ending the show. Don't, don't get us wrong. Like it's cause we're all no, moving no. to different parts. Like, I mean, we're doing this online anyways. We don't need to be near each other to, to do a show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll be moving to San Diego soon, probably in a couple months. I mean, things are still in the works in the process, but, um, nothing's like a hundred percent, but it's like, feels like it's about 90%. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, so, kind of cool. Have you shared with anybody, any of our listeners, the fact that this is uh, an offshoot of the LDS church, one of the sects where it's okay <laughs> to marry multiple people. I know technically it's still illegal here in the United States, but uh, I guess no. you're able to get around some red tape uh, being in the county that you're going to be in. So no, I wish you the best true. of luck. Not true at all. I don't know where you get your facts from. Maybe you're getting them from. It's uh, not a. It's not a county. You're saying it's no, not no. a county. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. The fact that it's 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 due to uh, me marrying a, a, a third spouse. Um, it's oh. uh, you got. The, you must have been reading the our super gamer voice wiki. You know, anyone can uh. can put the information on there. So. Oh, trust you know, me. I so know. It's, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I know. <laughs> it's it's not all uh, it's not all accurate on there. So. <laughs> um. But cool. We should uh, move on with the show, huh? Get to get these people what they want, what they're here for. So I thought today, it was more of teasing you was the thing that people okay, actually well, look forward. To. That's what they actually look forward to, but that's not what I look forward to. So oh, okay. Let's let's go on to the second most requested thing for the show, the news. <laughs> anyway, but before, before that, today we're talking about next gen sales, E three in twenty twenty one. What in the world does that look like? And uh, 
how CD Projekt Red is not able to catch a freaking break. <laughs> but first, let's give a quick shout out to our super gamer producer, Adrian, the homeboy Holmes. Shout out to him. We're going to be hearing from him later, as you have been the last few weeks with the Super Indie Boys uh, segment he's been doing. He's been killing it. So thankful that he's uh, been, been willing to do that. I know I've been enjoying it, and everyone I've talked to has said, keep up the good work. So thank you, Adrian, for that. That'll Absolutely. be later in the show, at least in the uh, recorded show later. Unfortunately for you guys live on Twitch, you don't get to see it because I don't have it yet. But I will put it in the show post, so make sure you either listen on podcast services later or look up the VOD on YouTube and you can watch his little segment. It's fantastic. Ten times the production value of what we can ever do because, you know, he's amazing. Um, yes. Our Super Gamer sponsors, let's give a shout-out to them. We got Bill Bird, Julie Bates, Brent Fox, and Daniel James. Thank you guys so much for your support, all the love, uh, so thankful for you guys. If you want to be just like them, you can support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys, where you can get our episodes early and ad-free. So after we'd finish streaming on Twitch, we delete this VOD immediately. And uh, I go to the work editing. We put out the audio tonight to everyone who supports us on Patreon. It's just a bucket above. Um, but the biggest thing is the ep extra episodes you get um, that you, know, you only get by supporting us on Patreon, like your Super Gamer Book Club. Last month, or I guess this month technically, Far Cry 3. That's the episode that came out just last week. It was a little late. Usually it's the first Friday of the month. Um, sign up and you can get that one. Plus, I don't know, we've done like four or five other episodes. We have a lot of fun fun episodes of that that, that show. Um, and then this coming month is Dead Space. Join us for that one. Remember, just a buck a month at Patreon. You can get that bonus show. But we'll talk about more, uh, more about our Patreon a little later in the show. Now it is time for the mailbag. I love how you just say completely silent because I. You, 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 we all know, we all know I'm in post. I'm going to put in Zetch's horrible screech that he does, but, you know, mailbag. But I don't know. I love how we just both know now. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, just kinda... we just, just, I just keep quiet. I know you're going to implement uh, his, his horrible <laughs> uh, rendition of mailbag. <laughs> um so first question is from dan is pokemon overrated <laughs> simple answer yes very overrated although i did really like detective pikachu that movie with ryan reynolds was fantastic that was good movie. everything everything pokemon uh, of course i'm older i didn't grow up with it so i, I know i'm a gen xer it doesn't make sense to me um, it's just silly and annoying to me, uh, <laughs> all the crazy Pokemon love with the cards and the Pokemon go on the phone, walking around, knocking into stuff and getting hit by cars or what, none of that stuff makes sense. And I just I'm like, <laughs> why, 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 what are you getting from it? It doesn't make sense to me. I know I'm like one of those, I mean, like I'm get getting... off, get off my lawn kind of guys, you know, this is, this is what you're getting from it right here. This oh, is what you're I getting get from nothing it. from that. This is what you're getting from it. Uh, if you guys missed the stream on Saturday night, you can go watch the VOD over on YouTube, uh, supergamerboys.com slash YouTube, which by the way, we are one subscriber away from 100 subscribers. So if you go sub to our YouTube channel, it's completely free. And if we can break 100, I think we get our fancy vanity URL. So we could all just be youtube.com slash supergamerboys. Really easy to remember. Um, but uh, I have to agree. I think Pokemon is overrated. Only like, 
only now and in the current culture. Like in the last few months, it has blown up. And I think, so in that sense, yes, I think it's overrated. Like people are losing their minds over it and like freaking out. And it's all because of a couple YouTubers who got back into it and got millions of other people around the world also back into it after 20 years. Um, so I think for the rest of the time when it's just like, Hey, I just enjoyed Pokemon. I'm into this thing. I'm a fan. Usually the fan base is pretty chill and it's pretty cool and it's pretty laid back, but there's this fervor right now that everyone's losing their minds over it. Um, and I feel weird getting back into it now because I don't, I'm excited about it, but I'm not like, I wasn't brought back into it because of this, because of like the famous YouTubers and stuff like that. I was brought back into it because my brother-in-law is like, Hey, I'm getting into it. It's really cool. And, uh, so yeah, I think in general, like right now in the current, like <laughs> time we are in these couple months, this little section of 2021. Yeah. It's completely overrated. And unfortunately for us who like, kind of like what I would, you know, I feel like are real fans or at the very least nostalgic fans. Like, you know, there's real fans. And then there's me who's just like, I'm a nostalgic fan. I'm not like, like even Saturday night when we did that stream, there was so many Pokemon. I'm like, this isn't a Pokemon like this. The last time I was in it was 20 years ago. And I'm like, what is this? Like, these are weird. Like, that's just a trash bag. That's just a bag of trash with eyes on it. You can't call that a Pokemon. This one's just a building with legs. What? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think in general, like right, right now, and it is completely overrated. Like I agree with well, you. Look at it's, that it's old crazy. man Morlang kind of, kind of chasing them kids off his lawn too. I love <laughs> right? it. Right. This has been your bag uh, for the longest time. And then all of a sudden you kind of flip the script today. Gee, I, I'm kind of yeah. feeling like there's the winds of change. They are a coming <laughs> when you They're trash changing. talk Pokemon. That's uh, something else is going on. Do you have a fever? I want to get one. Feeling you might right. have Feeling the vid, right. dude. You might have oh, the vid. Shoot. You might want to oh, check shoot. that. Uh, all right. This next question comes from Kajoma01. And oh, this one got me fired up. You thought I got fired up about Pokemon just now. Was Konami better off when Kojima left? I would say indubitably. Ooh. Oh, Kajoma, 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 Kajoma. For someone whose name sounds so similar to Kojima, uh, I can't believe those words that came out of your mouth. So Kojima left Konami in 2015 due to disagreements and direction and creation and all sorts of things like how they run a business. He was, I think he was like vice president of like Konami. Like he was up there in rank. And they literally stripped him of his position, told him, hey, you got to wrap up this game like you're way over budget. <laughs> and then, like, or we're, we, didn't, we need to release it. We're sick and tired of this. And then, you know, a few couple days later, he just like left. He was just like, I'm done. Well, boy, if you look at 2015, between 2015 and now, and this is what I'm basing off of. Like, is, so his question was, is Konami better off? I'm sorry, I'm not going to even let you answer, JJ, but I feel like I... I, I need to go at this real quick, oh, yeah. real quick here. Um, this, is, this is your thing, man. I, just like <laughs> Pokemon is your thing. I so I would just be talking like a novice. If you look at 2015 to 2020, because they haven't come out with anything in 2021 yet. Uh, granted, it's just February. Here's what they have. <clears throat> Pro Evolution Soccer 2016. Pro Evolution Soccer 2017. Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. Metal Gear Survive which I'm pretty sure has like a two out of 10 on Metacritic garbage game. I don't know for that sh for sure, but it's not good. Uh, pro evolution soccer, 2019 
Super Bomberman R. Okay, they finally made a game other than soccer. And then they went right back to remakes of old stuff, Contra. They just remade Contra and Castlevania and stuff. Okay, whatever. It's great, but it's not a new game. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. 2020, they put out eBaseball and uh, 2020 and Pro Evolution Soccer 2021. <clears throat> so, Kojima, <laughs> you tell me, <laughs> does it sound like Konami's better off without Kojima? Because they haven't put out any games. Granted, he mainly focused on Metal Gear, and that was pretty much it. Like, they're in, in PT, well, I mean Silent Hills. He, he, had, he didn't necessarily, like, direct... Silent Hill games is, but he wasn't in, involved with them. He's in a lot of the credits for some of the Silent Hill games, um, and then he did Metal Gear games. Since then, they've literally just done soccer. They haven't done anything else. So no, I don't think they're better off. And you know, what? I'm fine with that because Konami sucks. They're a garbage company that right. treats their treats oh. their employees horribly. So Garrett, I'm fine with that. Garrett, calm so, down, Garrett. You're you're all heated. Kajumba, what are you doing? Why are you trying to poke the bear, man? You knew what was going to happen. You, you knew. knew you were going to piss you off knew. Garrett. Like, you knew. This guy is you insanely. It's like you're just pissed all over his family lineage. Like, yeah. come on, man. Kajoma, you know better. So, uh, don't don't be trash talking the good name of, of Kojima. So there oh, we man. go. There's your answer, Kajoma. Konami. Let's see. Konami is not better off with Ko Kojima, but Kojima is better off without Konami. So there you go. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. It, it basically they took their their biggest weapon out of uh, the sheath and got rid of it. And so, yeah, I don't think they've really produced a whole lot. I mean, you talked about a few soccer games, a baseball game, some remakes, nothing major. Konami's a, a good company. And they weren't even I, I remakes. Not... So they were just remastered old like NES games. So yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't jump so far as you to say that you know, the, like a trash company or anything like that. Konami's come out with some great games in the past. Have they Have they capitalized on Kojima not being around? No. No, they really haven't. He was like their ace in the hole. And whatever, they had creative differences. That happens. Um, you and I have creative differences on pest control all the time. You want me to do a good job? I kind of don't. You know, I mean, we're going to disagree on things sometimes. And right, as right. always, I win. <laughs> Konami won. Kojima walked down the down the hall. But in reality, did Konami win? Because Kojima no. has had a hit or two, you know, since granted, he left. Yeah. I, think, so, I, so granted, I know Kojima, Death Stranding. Yeah, he's only just had the one game so far. But I mean, in my opinion, it was a hit. And, you know, like he can he finally has his creative freedom. He's not being held down by, you know, Konami, who regularly kind of you know, especially in the later years, like, ah, tone it down, tone it down. So it's great. It's like, okay, let him do his thing. And granted, it's not for everyone. I know a lot of people aren't going to enjoy his games, and that's fine. I know, like, Zetch finds them pretentious, and uh, a lot of other people are just, just feel like the stories are discombobulated and all over the place. But I don't know. Uh, his storytelling speaks to me. I really enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm glad he left. <laughs> and real quick, say Konami, he was in the process, uh, Kojima over at Konami was in the process of doing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. And as I recall, I think that's the right title. As I recall, I borrowed yeah. that game from you and I played. And the first part of that game didn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of a little out there like Kojima games typically are. But the art style is really beautiful. And it's it's actually a really great game. It gets a little further in and you can clearly see the line when he stops 
with that game because it drops off a cliff. It really does. So you you can actually tell that it was not finished by him based on everything that was done. They rushed the game to finish it, to end up putting it out because they didn't like his time frame. And I know that wasn't the only reason. It was Speed was the biggest problem with Konami and Kojima. They just felt like he was taking too long and the budgets kept getting blown out because of his time frames. Yeah. Homeboy in the chat says, not too out there if you played the first four games. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I have that not. Is true. His, yeah, his stories do get, get pretty crazy. But yeah, no, five, five was uh, honestly my least favorite one, which granted, maybe I need to... I feel like I want to give it another go. It's been a, a while. Like when it first came out, I'm like, ah, I was just so frustrated about everything. I'm like, nah, I'm just gotta leave it. But it's been what five, five and a half years. Might be time to give that one a shot again. That's actually the one Metal Gear I haven't, I haven't finished. I've finished all the other are ones. You, are you calmed down now from the Kojoma blunder? Or are you still mad at him? I mean, are you just because I feel oh, I okay. felt so, like you were blood boiling well, for like a second there. So I, I'm keeping my eye on Kojoma. I'm no longer angry at him. Mm-hmm. I'm not really even frustrated, but you know, I'll definitely keep my eye on him. Just kind of okay. keep him in check. I keep him in check. As far as somebody who you would like to have like a Thunderdome type fight with, I mean, Zetch, I know has got to be in there and then Kajoma. I mean, who would you like to battle like one minute or two minute or one minute leave kind of a fight? Is it like right now? Def- would you still choose still Zetch? Zetch? Definitely still Zetch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, w- I would say Zetch because <laughs> of his diminutive size. I think that that gives you a, a super strong advantage because you're a lanky person. I feel yeah. like for what you lack in skill, you got the size, and I think that that will carry you a long way. But remember, Zetch is kind of like a spider monkey, you know, so I can see him, like, climbing and, like, clawing your face off and stuff like that. But, so compared, just, c- but compared to Zetch, I'm basically like an Andre the Giant, so. That is true. That is, you could just kind of club him over the top of the head and whatnot. Dunk, just like Princess yeah, Bride style, like weird sound effect. Like dunk. <laughs> yeah. When you, you were actually the one who said like, hey, dude, he's really a little guy. And then like, I saw him and I'm like, hey, he's not that little. I mean, I'm, I'm like, what, like half an inch taller than he is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love, I love making I gotta, fun of gotta, gotta take a deep breath I'm here. Pretending like he's little like that. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things next to beating you mercilessly. One yeah. of my favorite things. Right, right. All righty, guys. Now it is time for the nerdy nudes. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. Did they cut out again? The it voice thing out. is always going to totally cut, cut out. out. Uh, it's Discord. Discord does not like you. Discord does not like you at all. I don't like Discord. Discord could suck. (laughs) It just always, it's not like it just, you said, it's not like you said Discord can just suck and then it just like cut out. So you could have said some horrible things. I I cut it out. Did you? Okay. It sounded just like Discord did. So I, it was believable. That was believable. Uh, People are going to think I'm, people are going to think I'm censoring you now. Come on. (laughs) You always have. Honestly, I always always do. I always will. Um, the first story here we have tonight, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S sales in line with not ahead of previous gen. A new report suggests supply constraints have prevented the next generation PlayStation and Xbox consoles from significantly outselling their forebears. Data from Ampere analysts suggest that Xbox Series X and S has sold 
2.8 million units since launching in November, lagging a little behind the Xbox One during the same post-launch timeframe at 2.9 million units. So already selling selling a little less than the Xbox One did, but I mean, that makes sense. We're in a pandemic, you know, there's not going to be the same and supply numbers. Um, I was just going to say, I think, I think that's the case because it's sure not lack of, of wanting the system. Right. Especially when they have the cheapest one out there. Uh, meanwhile, PS5 has matched the performance of PS4, which shifted 4.2 million units in its first few months after launching in 2013. Uh, oh, so the PS4 sold 4.2 million units. Um, Let's see. It's worth noting the PS4 achieved this without its home market of Japan, where it did not launch in Q1 of 2014. PS5, meanwhile, launched simultaneously worldwide. So Sony's numbers here with the PS5, according to Sony, they have sold 4.5 million units, confirming it's the most successful PlayStation and, by extension, the most successful home console of all time. However, Sony's figures usually represent sales to retail or shipments while Ampere claims its data focuses on sell-through sales directly to the consumers. Um, so as far as I can tell, Ampere doesn't have any sell-through numbers for PS5, but as far as how many boxes have been shipped from the warehouse to like Walmart, there's been 4.5 million units at this point. Um, so that's pretty dang good. Uh, honestly, I'm actually like just really shocked by that because... From what from what I've seen, it seems like the PS5 is generally out of stock more than the Xbox. I see like I feel like pretty regularly I'll see like the Xbox Series X or S like flash up, you know, on Wario 64, like on Twitter or something like that, or like will be in stock once in a great while for just a, merely a couple seconds and it's gone. Um, or I feel like I rarely <laughs> see the right? PS5. Yeah, still a little <laughs> sensitive, Gary. It's still a little sensitive. A little sensitive. Or I feel like the PS5, like I have not seen it come back in stock really. Maybe I've just missed it. Maybe like once or twice, but not that often. Um and so it's it's crazy to me. Honestly, that just surprises me that Sony was so prepared ahead of time. Like they actually did have more stock available at launch, so that way they could get more units out there. Like in my because I guess this past year, I've just been assuming, okay, Xbox came out before Sony to announce their new console. So that obviously must mean they're going to have lots of stock, right? Like they've already started production. You know, they're going to be way ahead of the game. They're going to destroy Sony. So to me anyways, like, so my take on this is I'm, I'm actually really shocked by the, how like 2.8 million from X and S consoles, that's two separate systems compared to the PS5's 4.5 million. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. How, how does this uh, hit you? It's no shock to me that PS5 has sold that much um, with all the scalpers and stuff. I think the COVID, yeah, the COVID pandemic stuff, it, there's two different things. One, it forces more people to be at home wanting to play video games. That's definitely a thing right now. Mm -hmm. But it's also obviously messed up the supply chain. So there's less of those things out in the wilds. Uh, what I what I've noticed is in in homes that I go into because I go into a lot of homes every day doing pest control and I'm not looking for these things. I'm not going to like look through your house when I'm doing your pest service. But it's <laughs> right. it sounds so it sounds so bad. <laughs> but but yeah. because I have a PS5 and because it has such an unusual look, that it stands system out. It stands, stands out. out. It really yeah. does. 
Uh, everybody, I mean, I see PS4s and Xbox Ones and 360s and, and PS3s. I see that stuff every day, all day long. So when I walk into a home and I and they got that airship of the PS5 sitting there, it really does jump out at you. Um, surprisingly enough, I've probably I've probably seen half of a dozen in people's homes in the last couple of months, um, okay. which I, I would say maybe eight, maybe eight, nine systems, which to me, that's quite a bit for me to see, considering everybody says they can't get it. Um, as far as Xbox, I've seen uh, Series Xs. I've seen maybe 20, 15, 20. So okay. more, more. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, more than I have ps5s and and i think it's because the the xboxes are, are more readily available and those are a little easier to come by like you were saying you see those ones jump up more often and so that i do i have seen houses that have both the ps5 and the xbox series x uh, which i know nate fletcher is one of those and i, I think there was somebody else in our uh in our group of friends that that has both systems dan dan is does both. dan also have okay yeah I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. So there's there's a couple people I know of both. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, just shocking to me because I feel like I just assumed the numbers would actually be lower than compared to PS4 and uh, Xbox One numbers too. Like I'm actually really shocked that, um, yeah, there was like they're actually like in line with and pretty like, well, for the PS5's sake, higher and for the Xbox One, it's lower, but it's like really close. Like it's kind of really close. So I don't know. I, would, I, I figured I would be, it'd be. I, I figured they'd both be significantly lower because of the pandemic. So I'm actually yeah I, excited yeah, about the that. Fact that it, the fact that it's up that high with the with the numbers in production being down, that it does say a lot that, that people really are clamoring for it. Um, I'm curious. I don't know if you have this information or not uh, readily available, but is there? Is there hopes or the ability? Are they trying to ramp out like a large amount of more consoles for both Sony and Microsoft, or are they kind of is it like pieces and parts that we're going to put out another two hundred right now, or okay, give us a little yeah. bit of time, we'll put out another hundred. So, um, the analysts, the, the the analysis firm also expects PS Five could sell between seven point six to eight million consoles by the end of March which could put it ahead of PS4's 7.5 million sales in the same time frame. So this analysis firm seems to think that Sony is going to be able to pull 3 million units out their butt in the next month and a half, two months. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah and, um, and so that's, that's very reticent. That's very dependent on them getting those systems out into mm -hmm. the public. So Yeah, and then uh, let me see here. Uh, it does talk about, um, yeah, so that's the main thing for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Surprisingly. You major oh, what? What? Oh, sorry what? about that. What was that? What's going on? Nope. You good? Sorry. No yep. worries. <laughs> Surprise guest from the show? The Phantom Hand coming in. Sorry about the that. Phantom, Lee, the Phantom Lee, of the Opera. Lee. Lee trying to make me get on the phone and have a phone call as Lee came in and uh, and he's trying to he was trying to do the hot tag and get in on the show is what was oh, going on. Oh man, I see how it is. The call this isn't a call in show. Sorry, sorry. Hey um, Lee. We sorry. All good? 
Again. Hey, we're we're live, buddy. This is what happened. We're live. Um, by comparison, it says, I, I thought this was really interesting. Nintendo enjoyed a great year with Switch's 26.3 million sales, beating the company's previous sales year performance. So the so the previous record that Nintendo had was 24.5 million units, which was the Wii. They sold 24.5 million units of the Wii in one year. So they broke the record this year with 26.3 million switches, which is crazy. So yeah, Nintendo's on fire. Like they're killing it. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo is constantly killing it. Speaking of, I had an issue with Lee's Nintendo Switch this last week. It went black screen, uh, was not charging, went out and bought a new Switch charger and that seemed to do the trick. Uh, we had been charging it on other Type C cords, um, and then tonight it's it's went black screen again. So I don't I don't know what's going on with it. Huh. Um, That's super weird. Yeah, yeah. It's where the battery isn't even showing or anything like that. You know that it needs to be charged. That's not good. Dang. No. no. Um. Let's see here. Okay, well, I think that's it for that news story. Let's run over to E3 2021, reportedly going all digital in June. More details coming soon. So E3 might be going fully digital this year, according to new reports. The ESA, which organizes a massive game industry event every year, is reportedly planning a big three-day virtual event for E3 2021. With streamed game demos, panel showcases, keynote events, and more all happening online, none of this is confirmed or concrete at this stage. But it appears there are major changes afoot for the 2021 edition of the show. The pitch for the show has been sent out to numerous publishers with VGC obtaining a copy containing all the details. The event will take place between June 15th and 17th, which was confirmed after the show was canceled last year, and be streamed live from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific time, with replays running outside of those hours for other regions. The ESA also makes mention of some charity events that will take place outside of the main exhibition hours. Uh, the plan for each day involves multiple two-hour keynote sessions, um, focus on specific games or publishers with potential for Q&A sessions with each. The essay also makes mention of a June 14th preview night, uh, additional streams for smaller gamers, and showcases from a range of publishers, influencers, and media. Um, so, uh, oh, all E3 2021 will also reportedly give media access to games the week before the event with this expo, supplemented by previews at release in conjunction with the keynotes. There's also potential for demos and public access to games via consumer platform platforms like the Summer Game Fest Fit demos on Steam last year. So this is interesting because last year they just completely like canceled E3. Like, no, we're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they did say we'll be back next year. We're going to try try another go at this. But in a year without E3, it honestly like we still got a fair amount of gaming news because basically all that happened is instead of e3 facilitating all these conferences all the companies just did their own conferences on their own youtube right. channels and twitch channels and i f i don't know like from from a consumer point of view i feel like we didn't miss out on much granted e3 isn't necessarily about the consumer it's slowly kind of becoming that but still the sole purpose of e3 is for the industry and networking which again with some of the stuff that they're even mentioning here, like how does how does this facilitate networking and deal making and handshaking when 
it's still just going to be a bunch of streamed keynotes and presentations. Like, I don't know. Is this necessary? Do we need this? <laughs> no, it's, it's not necessary. But you know what? When, when E3 was actually an event, it had become a really popular event, a really like a destination event, similar to uh, like a Super Bowl or WrestleMania, um, where it's an event that people go to and look forward to every year. I think that trying to do E3 the way that they're trying to do it now digitally, it's unnecessary. Everyone can still do just like last year, do their own little thing here and there, putting out pieces and parts, not rushing to, hey, well, we've got to we've got to be represented when E3 happens. So we've got to put together something, uh, slap together a couple of titles to to throw some, hey, coming soon, three years from now, uh, a game that we're working on. Yeah. Um, I know I don't think that E3 is necessary in this in this fashion. I think that I think they should just wait until it's actually an event again. I know it became really commercialized, and so some people were frustrated that it turned into, you know, this almost like a San Diego Comic Con type of thing. Mm. And that's not really what it was for originally. It's not what it was intended for, but it's what it started to kind of become. I know yeah. that we were hoping to be able to go there at one point. Yeah. Um, and I, I still hope to in in the way that, that they were being held before. You know, when it, right. when it's actually an event, it would be nice for us to be able to go to it and and attend and then represent the Super Game Boys. Of yeah. course, you could always help us get there by supporting us on Patreon. Wait, is that not the part where we do that? I mean, you can say it whenever you want. Okay, no. <laughs> um no, yeah, and I and again, like I want to clarify, like I understand it's not a consumer event. It's not, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to it that are, but that's not the end goal. So it's like, okay, like maybe, maybe my opinion of it not being necessarily is necessary is invalid. Like we really should be asking someone who's in the industry, whether they're, you know, a journalist at IGN or a developer at Bethesda, like whatever, like something like that. Like that's who we really need to be asking. But even putting myself in that mindset, like, I think back to some of like the other, like, cause they pretty much stream everything that happened at E3 was, it's always kind of been streamed live anyways. A, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it, like a lot of the sessions, a lot of the conferences, like they always were pretty good at putting that stuff out there either on YouTube or on Twitch while it was happening. And I don't know, it just seems so like, just, I don't know. There's just something about it. Just like, okay, like is is doing it digitally going to have the same effect? Like, yeah, again, are people going to be able to make those connections? Are there going to be, um, yeah, just the, the collaboration, the same collaborative feel when we're not actually like in the same room together, co collaborating, working together. It's just like going to be videos they're throwing up there and people sitting in their living rooms, like streaming Q and A's and stuff, which is cool, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be, it is going to be different. I think if anything, this is going to push it to be more consumer commercial and not so much for the industry like it was before. This is, if anything, this is pushing it over the edge. Like, no, this is just for the consumer now. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Was it two years ago that PlayStation opted out and decided not to be a part of E3? Yeah. And so that's 20, when Microsoft kind of, yeah. 20, 2019, um, Sony was not there and in 2020, it just didn't happen. So we haven't had a Sony yes. conference in quite a few years other than, well, I mean, last year they didn't have a E3 conference, uh, but they 
had their did they do a PSX or was they did not they didn't do that last PSX year has not been PSX has not been done for a few years. They stopped that back in 2018. I think 2017 was the last mm-hmm. year they did that, if I remember right. I might be wrong about that. It's been a couple few years though since PSX. Um, but yeah, so it's just it just seems weird. Like it just doesn't seem any different than what they normally like. E3 is usually pretty digital. Like, I mean, I watch it every year. Like, I watch a lot of the showcases and a lot of the the sessions, like, on Twitch and on YouTube. So it just seems weird for them to be like, we're coming back and it's going to be digital. It's like, okay, well, it's, yeah, cool. But, again, like, they some of the stuff that they mentioned in the article that they're going to be bringing back just doesn't seem like it serves the original purpose of E3. It seems like it's, again, heading towards, like, catering to people like me or not me specifically because I don't really care, but consumers like me and not so much like the guy who does like uh, like a director at Bethesda, a game director at Bethesda or something, or I keep saying Bethesda. Like doesn't matter who, whoever you want to pick. <laughs> Square Enix, I don't know. Um, Konami con- maybe? Would Konami maybe, no? No? No, because no, they're worthless without Kojima, right? Stupid Kojima. You're trying to pick a fight. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, last news story here. CD Projekt Red source code reportedly sells for millions in dark web auction. Earlier this Dude, week. these guys cannot get a break. Right, right. Earlier this week, CD Projekt Red announced that it had been hit with a ransomware attack that allegedly, allegedly exposed the source code for games including Cyberpunk 2077, Gwent, and The Witcher 3. Now, security experts are reporting that the source code has been auctioned off on a dark web forum, seemingly for millions of dollars. VX Underground, which tracks ransomware and other malware attacks, noted on Wednesday that the ransom source code had been posted on a dark web forum known as Exploit. The starting bid was reportedly $1 million, with a $500,000 bidding increment and $7 million buy-it-now price. So if you didn't want to bother with the auction, you just want to buy the thing. It's only a cool $7 million. Uh, Cyber intelligence firm KELA confirmed the authenticity of that auction, telling The Verge that forum users needed to put up 0.1 Bitcoin, which is roughly $47,000 as a writing, to participate in the auction. So to even participate in the bidding in the auction, you had to like pay a little like uh, anti yeah, basically like, yeah, kind of like, Hey, I, I have, I'm good. I'm, I'm cool for it. Cause I have $4,700 worth of Bitcoin that I can give you right now <clears throat> as a sign that offers were legitimate. Uh, you mean 47,000 for no 4,700, 4,700. Oh, okay. Um, the sellers also reportedly provided file listings for Gwent and the red engine that underlies CDPR's games as proof that the data was authentic. While the auction was originally intended to run up to 48 hours, by Thursday morning, KELA and VX Underground were both reporting that the auction had been closed successfully. An offer was received outside the forum that satisfied us, the sellers wrote, according to reports. Um, so this is interesting. And, and supposedly it wasn't CDPR. So uh, let's see here. Where is their um, statement here? Um, CDPR said on Monday that documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investors, relations, and more were taken as a part of the attack. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data. So CD Project Red's like, nah, we're good. Like, 
screw you guys. Like we're not giving in. Like we don't, we don't deal with terrorists kind of thing. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think good on uh, them. Good on them because you, you never should give in to terrorists. Uh, it, it just encourages more to do that. Uh, I've kind of, I've always been a fan of Robin Hood, you know, like always been a fan of Robin Hood, you know, steal from the rich, give to the poor and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this isn't right. You know, th- there is part of me that's like, do I want them to get away with it? Or do I want them to get caught and serve some like, you know, heavy duty time? Well, I'm going to tell you what, I want them to get caught. I want them to get caught because there's a lot of people who worked really, really hard. And like, I, I actually feel really bad for CD Projekt Red because honestly, dude, they can't catch a break. These poor schmoes, like, you know, we're just getting beaten up and dragged over the coals. And it's just like one new thing over them. Uh it's horrible. This is yes. this is horrible. One thing after another, go from like putting out a crappy game to then getting beat up about putting out a crappy game to struggling to put out updates for their game to having lawsuits put up. They've they're already dealing with like class action lawsuits and everything from multiple countries like U.S., U.K., Canada. I think there's like three or four countries all of lawsuits against them. They're being investigated by their own country. Like, See, I, would, ha- I then, would hate to have them lose those lawsuits because ultimately what's going to end up happening is we're going to lose out on a good company. They, they, yeah, totally. We're going to lose out on, on a great developer <clears throat> because yeah. people are getting, getting greedy and not being patient. Uh, yeah, did they make a lot of mistakes? Absolutely. Did they know that the game wasn't quite finished? Yeah, they knew that. And unfortunately, they had people breathing down their necks. They had investors that were breathing down their necks and kind of forced their hand. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how the game is now. I don't know if it's if all the bugs have kind of been worked out the kinks. I haven't played uh, it in a couple months. Used, I don't know. You haven't been playing it. Okay. <laughs> Supposedly, you were also supposed playing to be, on your on your internet or your computer though. Yeah, on PC. Yeah. So there's supposed to be two mm-hmm. huge updates: one in January and the biggest one in February. So I haven't actually looked back to see if there's been those big updates. What's changed? Um, but that supposedly those two were supposed to like get it up to snuff for console users. So I'd be, yeah, I'd be kind of curious to look up and see if those have come out yet. And if it's actually there or if it's still garbage on console, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Be, I would be interested to know that for sure. <clears throat> but yeah, craziness feel bad for CD project red. Um, honestly, like, I don't know you can, you can think what you want about them, but that just sucks. Like, it's just one thing after another. Like, I know the other things were brought, they brought on themselves, but it's one of those things like, okay, they're down and then to just be kicked again while they're down. It's like, ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. So craziness, crazy, crazy, craziness. Um, cool. Well, oh, this is the part of the show where Adrian comes out. And does a super indie boys segment. Not here live, <coughs> unfortunately. But if you're listening on YouTube and podcast, enjoy this segment from Adrian, the homeboy, Holmes. What's up, Super Gamer fam? Another week strong, four in a row. Let's keep the train going. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get right into it. All right, let's see here. Online multiplayer dating simulator with... 
monsters. Uh, okay. Who do I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. So everybody get your best clothes and come on, because we are going to Monster Prom. There's only three weeks to prom, and you gotta work your way up to asking one of this colorful cast of monsters to be your date. You and three other people take on various tasks and participate in conversations to woo the monster of your dreams and better the odds of them saying yes to your proposal. Think your game is tight? Give it a shot. I'll see you on the dance floor. It's available on all consoles, stores, and Steam. Hey, my hipster vampire date is here. What's he doing with the ghost lady, though? Oh, they're taking pictures of the food because they don't actually have to eat it. Hey, um, I somehow ended up dating. This one is from my strategy lovers out there. Wargroove has you take the place of a commander in multiple battalions with different types of troop units. Your goal is to conquer the battlefield. Each class you control has different abilities and strengths, and it's your job to organize and direct them to achieve victory. You can even make your own campaigns and custom maps with different stories that you make up yourself. It's so cool. This game is jam-packed, and it's a must-play if you even remotely like these types of games. It's available on all console stores and Steam. Okay. Gear up and meet me on the court. Lethal League Blaze is a mix of dodgeball and baseball. Well, with a little bit of light speed and interdimensional chaos, backed by a crazy good soundtrack. The object of this game is to get the ball so much momentum that it becomes unavoidable and clocks your opponent and knocks them out. There's lots of techniques to master. Directional hits, parries, all the characters have special abilities, reversals, all of these are at your disposal to get the advantage and send your opponent flying. Pick this one up on console stores and Steam. And that's it. Another week in the can. I'll see you next week with some more hot picks. Until then, I'm out of here. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Alrighty, guys, so this is the part of the show where I talk about Patreon. That's right, you can support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Over there, we have four different levels? I guess I don't know. One, five, ten, fifteen. Four levels. Uh, yeah, support us at just a buck a month, and you get all the episodes early and ad-free, and you get access to our bonus show, The Super Gamer Book Club. Dope show. Zetch host it once a month. 
He talks about a game. He has a bunch of guests on um, from outside the show, inside the show. Adrian's been on a ton. I've been on a couple. JJ's been on a couple. People I've never even heard of have been on it. It's been kind of cool. <laughs> kind of like expanding the Super Gamer Boys family. <laughs> so it's it's a fun little show where we can have whoever we want on and talk about really cool games from like the past 20 years. Um, so that's that's a good one. So that's, you get that just a buck a month. But if you really love what we make, and if you really want to like get the behind the scenes on the show, $5 a month, and you get not only the episodes early and ad free, you get the show notes early. So uh, what I do is I put them out, I put a link out on the Discord uh, site, and you can leave your comments, concerns, questions, thoughts on a news article. You can answer the, the mailbag questions, whatever you want. Throw your answers or questions or whatever in there. You can be part of the show that in that way by you know leaving your your comments all right there. Just make it super easy. So five bucks yeah, a month, you get access to uh, that. Yeah, five dollars a month. You also get two Polaroids, slightly faded, of Garrett in compromising positions with lingerie that doesn't quite fit well. Jeez. Two only two only two two Polaroids there. It, you have to pay more to get to get more or to get actual video footage. Yeah, you don't want to up that up that financial contribution. Yeah, right. Um, you can also support us at $10 a month. Uh, and that's our sponsor tier. You get all the previous perks plus shout out on the show. Uh, just like uh, those individuals we mentioned earlier, Bill Burr, Julie Bates, Brent Fox, Daniel James, uh, all fantastic people. Thank you so much. So if you want shout outs like them on all the previous perks, 10 bucks a month, and you can be up there with a super gamer sponsor, we call them. Awesome, awesome. So thankful for them. Uh, and then the top dog tier. Now, this is if you want to come in and be our boss. Adrian enjoys bossing JJ around mostly. Um, JJ and or you know Adrian and I, we have a great working relationship. You know, we see eye to eye. I think Adrian almost sees me as like a assistant regional manager kind of thing, where JJ is the assistant to wait. the regional manager. That's that's wait, what it's wait. like. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Come on. <clears throat> yeah, that's a thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's honestly great. Adrian's the best boss I think I've ever had. So if you want to be our boss and pitch show segments, be on the shows with us, you know, just generally have a little more hands-on in uh, working with us. Or, I mean, even if you don't want to have any hands-on, but you just want to, like, support us more because you love our content and want to be uh, our Patreon producer, that's the name of the tier, you can support us over there, fifteen dollars a month, and uh, yes, and, get that and, and all the previous perks. Month, and for fifteen dollars a month, you actually can have hands-on whatever you want, right, Garrett? That's what you're just about um, to share. Um, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go support us, Patreon.com/slash/SuperGamerBoys. We again appreciate all of you who support us at that level um if you want to see if you actually look down in the description if you watch on youtube or listen to the podcast look in the description of the show notes and you will actually see the names of everyone who supports us at the five dollar level and above so shout out to all you down there so thankful and uh let's get on to the show Alrighty, now it's time for what you're playing. JJ, give it to me. All right, I have been playing Control, and dude, let me tell you, Control: The Ultimate Edition came out on PS Plus a couple of weeks back. 
I think that I've been playing it off and on for a few weeks. Uh, I have had to switch stuff up as that game is pretty freaky. And when you play it late at night, um, it kind of gets to you. There's some, there's some wildness to this, to this game, but I am going to tell you that I have been playing for the first time, a game that has scared the bejesus out of me. And I'm really shocked at how scary it is from the Xbox 360. I'm playing it on Game Pass because we're going to be talking about it soon. Dead Space. That game is amazing, dude. It is such a scary game. So I don't know scary. what the heck's going on, but like <laughs> it the, with the flickering lights. I know it's an older game, but like with the flickering lights and the these alien monsters coming at you, all yeah. limbs and everything and claws, and it's it's unnerving, dude. It's like completely unnerving and um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I do not want to get in trouble. So if you got, if I share this, I don't want anybody to, you know, say anything that's gonna possibly get me in trouble. I didn't know how scary the game was gonna be. Uh, so I said to my son, who's nine, I said, "Dude, I, I have to use your your uh, Xbox for a few. I gotta, I gotta play this game. I just need to play a little bit of this game." And then I'll play the rest of the time, like when you're like asleep or whatever, when you're not around. <laughs> so I said, but I want you to like sit with me. So he starts watching me play deep space. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. We didn't go too terribly far with him watching me because it was coming after me and fighting, you know, whatever. And like, I yeah, almost, take I was like jumping. It was very quick. This was in the first like 15 minutes of playing the game when all the crap hit the fan and he <laughs> was like, dad, I'm very uncomfortable. Dad, I'm, I'm like really uncomfortable right now. So I was like, okay, buddy, we're just going to, I'm going to turn it off. I feel like the worst dad on earth, dude. <laughs> like the worst father. Oh my That's gosh. my baby, man. I'm, I felt like the worst dad. Or I was I like, feel uncomfortable, I didn't realize it was getting, oh, no. I feel like dad. Dad, he said just like that. Dad, I feel I feel really uncomfortable right now. Like it's making me very uncomfortable. And I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so oh. I shut it off, and I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't think it was going to be that scary, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. So, so I was, I've also been playing it the last few weeks, and I was in here with my headphones on. I was playing in the middle of the day, but I had like the door shut, um, and I, you know, my my kids were all napping. Trudy was resting. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down for like an hour, hour and a half while they're napping. I'm going to play some Dead Space. Well, I was like getting into it and I was like already getting scared to death half the time. Like they just pop out at you and they're like freaking out, like coming across the room at you, like the monsters, like out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, there, it was so, I don't know if you could say perfectly or horribly timed. All of a sudden I'm sitting here playing. And so for those of you who don't know, I actually have a blind spot on my right side. I had like a weird migraine thing that happened to me about a year, year and a half ago. And like, I literally like can't see any of my peripheral vision on my right side. And so I don't, mm. I can't, I can't tell if someone comes through the door anymore. Like I used to be able to see, now I can't see because I don't have any peripheral vision when I'm looking at my screen. Anyways, you still don't have any vision from that? Oh yeah, no, I haven't really given you an update. Oh, yeah, I still wow. can't see. I have no peripheral on the right side. It's great. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm sitting here and I all of a sudden something jumps out at me and like I'm already kind of like, oh, kind of like react. I, I don't like jump, but I just like inside, I'm like, oh man, like uh, that got me. All of a sudden something brushing my arm. 
I'm like, yeah, like, I freak out. I turn. It's my son. He woke, he snuck out of his room from napping. No. And I immediately just like palm his face. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like oh. my, my, my left hand, I'm trying to smash the, the pause button. I'm like palming his face and his eyes like, stop. <laughs> look. He pulled a <laughs> like, Garrett. He pulled, he was there the whole time. Yeah, probably. Like, father, like son. He could have been there the whole time for all I knew. Oh man. In the game, it literally was as I was like, I think I took my, um, at one point in the game, you get a weapon with like, uh, no, it's the slicer. It's like not the little slicer, but the big slicer. I literally chopped a guy in half and his arm flies off and blood and gore flies all over. And I turn, and then that happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh no. We, we both, oh, we both no. have scarred our kids forever. We forever. both have scarred our children forever. That's horrible. Oh, it was so bad. I was like, no, man, I was so, I was so mad, like just... I was, I can't be mad at him because he didn't know, but I was just like, no. oh, I, thought I was mad at the situation. Like, oh no, like that's not great. That's <laughs> not good, man. So yeah, Dead Space is doing good things for our families. Good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it for me as far as gameplay. I, uh, with, with this, the move and everything else, we're, uh, yeah. we're in process of trying to get stuff ready at the house. And there's just a lot of work that is entailed in that. A lot of a lot of mental anguish too. There's like so many, so many forms you have to sign and initial and yeah. sign again and another initial. And uh, so, yeah, so very little game time over the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Hmm. No worries. No worries. Um, so I've been playing, I played some Apex Legends the other night. This the one Boba Fletch. Uh, Nate over there. That was a ton of fun. He was streaming and got to play with him for a few hours. It was me, my brother, and uh, Nate. And uh, dude, it was so much fun. We were, we were getting beat pretty good for a while. Then we'd have like a really good round. Like, okay, we got this. We got this. And we get like beat for a bunch. But uh, towards the end, we finally got that dub. We got a win. And I felt really good about it. I, I want to go back and, you know, clip it out on, on Nate's stream because I've just to save for myself. I want to download it and keep it on my hard drive because I don't think I've ever won single-handedly like at the end. Like I've never had it where it came down to just me and we won Apex. Usually if it comes down to just me, we're dying. Like that's it. <laughs> like, And I just like was, you know, filled with something, the, the Apex legend spirit. And I just like <laughs> destroyed those last couple guys. And I just was so stoked. It was so much fun. So that's my first dub in a while. I haven't gotten to win an Apex in a while. So that, that felt good. And it was a lot of fun. Um, playing with Nate, playing with my brother. It was some good times. Um, the Forest. Okay. So The Forest is on Steam, PC game. I, th I don't think it's on any other consoles as far as I know, but it's a survival game. So similar to like Raft. You know how I was talking all about Raft before. I was playing it with a bunch of my oh, yeah. brother. Survivor is essentially the same thing where it's just like you start with nothing. You're, you're in a plane crash. You crash on this island uh, it's just covered by this forest. There's like mountains, there's snow, or there's even on the beach, there's ocean, there's rivers. And so you're trying to build your shelter, you're trying to survive, you're trying to, you've got to collect food and water. If you run out of food or water, you die. But there's also these cannibals, tribes of cannibals on this island. And let me tell you, this game is freaking so horrifying, so terrifying. <laughs> like so many times. Like I was playing with my buddies, Isaac and Orion, and I was jumping out of my seat, freaking out because it gets like pitch black. It gets nighttime. It has a day night cycle. So it gets nighttime. And then it's just like 
uh, like they would be like, oh, we need we need some wood for this. Let's build, you know, let's build such and such, whatever. Let's build some more walls or build a, you know, uh, uh, a, a new cabin or something. So we're out in the woods in the pitch black darkness, cutting down wood, and all of a sudden you hear a screech. And you're just like, no, God, please, no, no, please, no. And then the next thing you know, like either they're right there on you and they like surprise you or you just see these torches coming through the woods at you. And at that point you just turn and you're just booking it back to camp as fast as you can. And holy cow, I've never been so scared in my life. Like honestly, the forest might be as scary, if not scarier than dead space. Like I was legitimately screaming while playing with it. Like there was one point where I like guttural scream out loud, like while out in the woods alone in this game. Oh man, the forest is a fantastic game. Like everyone needs to go play it. And if anyone has it and wants to play it, hit me up because I would love to start streaming that. Like, cause I felt terror playing that game that I haven't felt in a long time. <laughs> like it's so crazy. Your microphone's muted. Art I can't style. hear you. Oh, never mind. Oh. You're back. There you are. Oh, okay. Uh, does it have a, uh, a similar feel to like Blair Witch or, uh, or Outlast? Yeah, actually, um, well, I, I guess I don't know as far as gameplay, no, like it has gameplay like raft, but as far as like, like it has really realistic. So I guess graphically, if you had to compare the graphics and the art style, yes, as compared to Blair Witch, it's similar to that where it's like really realistic graphics, um, and somewhat realistic physics. They try their best to have realistic physics and stuff in the game. Um, uh, but it's like, you're walking through the woods, the forest, and all of a sudden there's like these little totems set up around and it's like these like, like crosses with like people's skulls or like their like carcasses like bodies just like ripped open and like, like you know the their body cavities filled with other like body parts and stuff because like, they're cannibals it's a cannibal tribe so they have like these weird or like they'll have like a skull with like someone's skin stretched over the top of it or something like that and it's like mm. gross so like you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden you just like stumble across this little like shrine or this totem and you're like oh no oh no that means there's like there's a, there one of their like hideouts are nearby because they live in the caves. There's caves in the game. We, we went in the cave for like five minutes. We didn't see a single like cannibal, but the whole time, like we go around a corner, we have, cause all you have for light is this little lighter. You go around the corner, you're like, ah, ah. oh no, just, just a rock. Okay. You go around the next corner. Uh, oh shoot. No, just, oh, whew, just, this, just, you know, whatever, just a lake, just a pond. Like, <laughs> oh, oh see, I would, I would have so much fun with a game like that. It's, it's just so scary because it's pitch, it's pitch black darkness. You don't see anything except for whatever your little lighter gives off. And it's yeah. so scary. So fantastic game. Go play the forest. Uh, yeah, I love that one. So yeah, that's about, uh, all I've been playing other than Velheim. I'll mention Velheim real quick. Cause it's hot on steam. I feel like I haven't played enough to enjoy it. Basically, all I've done is uh, bicker and fight with Dan and Boba while building our house. <laughs> like literally, I go in there and I just get on put on house building duty, and uh, Boba just just sauces me the whole time and just is like trolling me, and uh, and Dan's just trying to tell me how to how to build this thing and it's not working, <laughs> and so. I'm really enjoying it. It's a really cool art style, really fun game. It's again, it's a similar survival type game as to the forest and stuff like that. But instead of being set in like a terrifying cannibal island, it's set in uh, like it's a Norse mythology type game. So it's, you know, the whole point of it is like to ascend to Valhalla, you're in Valheim. Uh, there's 
like all these different Norse creatures of, from Norse mythology and stuff that you're having to like come up against and fight. And so it's really cool. So it's like a survival game with a Norse, like God of War kind of spin on it, which is really, really cool. But yeah, other than that, that's it. That's all I got. Well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it seems like uh, the stream went down and I lost JJ. But uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. It's been, uh, you know, a blast doing the show for you guys. Uh, if you miss the show, remember we do streams throughout the week, even the off weeks when we don't do a podcast. Uh, we try to stream as much as possible. So usually Mondays and Wednesdays is our solid days. And then, uh, you know, if we do, if I can do a third, I'll do like a Thursday or Friday. So just keep an eye on social media if we go live. Um, I love how JJ's face is stuck on that. That's just too perfect. Um, you can also remember support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, very, very much appreciate that support over there. That's kind of where we, uh, you know, the meat and potatoes of our support. Very thankful for that. Um, you can also buy cool merch over at sgbstore.com. You get t-shirts, mugs, uh, stickers, all sorts of fun stuff over there. Uh, also remember, we stream on Twitch now. Um, we actually do this live recording on Monday nights. So... If you want to uh, subscribe on that, if you have uh, Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime, uh, which means you have one free sub every month. So remember, you can sub to our channel, and uh, if you sub to our channel, yeah, it helps support us. And uh, again, if you have Twitch Prime, it doesn't cost you anything. So yeah, if you have a chance, go over to twitch.tv slash thesupergamerboys. Leave the sub over there. It'd be very much appreciated. You find us during the week at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys, facebook.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, I am over on Twitter at gmorlang uh, and Instagram. Uh, JJ's over on Twitter and Instagram at jjperdom. Uh, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. You can check her out on Instagram at groundfloorgraphics, facebook.com slash groundfloorgraphics. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all uh, All I got this week. So feels weird doing this without JJ, um, but his internet must have went down because he's completely offline from what I can tell on Discord. So uh, yeah, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, for JJ Purdom, for myself, Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will catch you all on the flippity-flop. Bye.